0: uh uh, i'm good um and in part uh, uh the reason why i am uh so good um and i'll leave it to the listeners to determine how good uh but one of the reasons why i'm so good is we're starting a brand new season of the podcast
1: we are we're starting season 12
0: well done yes um so
1: yeah. that's exciting for us because I, I don't know if you uh, recall when we started this, I think we thought at the beginning we'd do probably three seasons and then someone, some adult somewhere would tell us that we had to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I seem to recall us having the discussion about whether the adults in our lives, the bosses and the, you know, would let this go on. Um, but seemingly they they are uh, either we're under their radar so far that they don't know it's going on or now actually now they're, they're starting to say hey don't you want to expand your brand don't you want to yeah and and i'm waiting for the day when they ask me if we want merchandise (laughs) because we have so many great ideas
0: yeah yeah our uh, the 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 list of uh uh, merch okay possibilities here (laughs) at least in our minds okay is endless right uh but (laughs) but nia uh uh before we get to today's podcast episode um um, and, and I want to thank our long-term listeners because Nia, uh, how many downloads have we had? Okay, so far.
1: Oh, it's over ten thousand. I think it's over twelve thousand now.
0: Okay, and and, uh, and and Nia and I don't take this for granted, folks. Uh, the fact that many of you guys uh, on a very regular basis um, uh, are willing to, you know, uh, download that uh, the the podcast and listen to us. Um, uh, uh, for lack of a better phrase, get our geek on about government documents, you know, political phenomenon, et cetera, um, uh, that makes us feel really good. And, and thank you guys very much.
1: Yes, um, we are very, we're very happy um, that we have regular listeners and we have new listeners um, uh, who add us, but also we're just a little podcast of two people who, two goobs, who enjoy talking about all kinds of gooby stuff, most of which has to do with the federal government and most of which has to do with federal government documents. Yes. Um, And we're going to talk today about at least one document that almost everybody has either in their wallet or more likely at their mom's house in a safe place. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And that is your social security card. So what happened was, um, a few weeks ago, I said to Augie, hey, what do you think about doing an episode about numbers? And Augie was like, "Uh, tell me more. (laughs) Right? Um, Because Augie is smart and doesn't commit without knowing Mm -hmm. what the heck I'm talking about. And I was like, you know, like, how the government assigns a social security number. I thought that that would be an easy peasy thing for him. To research. And he went down a rabbit hole so far that we're lucky that he's back out and able to record <laughs> because that's a whole thing. That's yes. a whole thing. You Can can you tell us about, because, okay, like, okay yeah. wait, I want to just phenomenally recognize that before 1930, what? Six. 1936.
0: 1936,
1: we didn't give people numbers.
0: No, we,
1: we just sort of did not number the people who live. Now, we did count them in the census. Yes. We have censuses for way back before then, 100 years before that. But we didn't actually assign people a number. We didn't sort of. And now you cannot function without.
0: Yeah, in, in, in Nia, leading up to the, if you will, distribution of Social Security numbers. I mean, there was this huge debate in the, in the country as to whether or not. Uh, The government should have the authority to assign people numbers because folks were concerned that this would be a way for the government to track and surveil you, right? In
1: 1936, they were worried about that.
0: Yeah. Can
1: I just say that... 2023 is like, excuse me, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk to you about surveillance. (laughs) But then again, a lot of people now have handed that over to the government by doing things like using smartphones and having bank accounts and doing the other things that we do to make life easier but like i have friends who venmo everything and i'm like oh well then you're easily tracked by the government right because and now the irs has changed the rules where i think they're going to tax they're going to do something with venmo amounts there you have to report them to the
0: yeah because the government yeah because the government has concluded that there is perhaps a lot of illegal activity going on
1: <laughs> or, or a lot of side gigs where people pay through venmo yes and they want to try to collect the yeah the, the, the tax the, money owed on that
0: yeah and, income and
1: tax the income yeah, tax yeah,
0: the, yeah the income tax so it's pretty it, it was pretty fascinating to me and and i knew the history of what led to the social security act being passed in 1935 right um in real uh, just uh, uh, real quick you know when the great depression hit um uh, one of the the negative consequences of the great depression was the run on uh the american banks where a lot of people had deposited their life savings into banks the banks made a lot of bad risky if you will loans um when people couldn't repay those loans, um, then all of a sudden uh those Americans who had deposited their life savings in the banks no longer had any money. So right. We, so yeah.
1: just as a brief note, a bank runs by taking Augie's ten dollar deposit into his into his um savings right. account and loaning nine dollars of it to me. To buy a house, wouldn't that be nice, $9 house? Um, (laughs) And then keeping $1 in reserve. But if Augie comes in the next day and says, you know what, I changed my mind. I'm going to pull out that 10 bucks. And they don't have the 10 bucks, right? They might be able to take it from some other depositor and give it to Augie. But if a whole bunch of people people do that, then the bank closes its doors, panics and says, we're in real trouble. In the
0: banking system, just like uh investing, just like you know, buying, you know, really, you know, big, you know, purchases, whether it be houses or cars, it's confidence, right?
1: Right. Like and, if if Augie walks in there and he says, I want my money, and I have already paid back my nine dollar loan with my interest of two dollars. So they have eleven dollars, they can both Pay Augie's ten dollars back and or give more. him his ten dollars and have made money. Yes. But if too much one way or the other, then,
0: then then
1: if if I default on that loan, yes, and they can't get their nine bucks from me, but a whole bunch of people do that, then Augie can't get his money because the money is gone. The money has yes. been lended and, and
0: yeah, you know, so what you had with Social Security was a, a government-run system to provide retirement for older Americans. Okay.
1: Can I say the name of the Bureau?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> the Bureau of Old Age Benefits. Yes. If my mom had to take a check from the Bureau of the Old Age Benefits, she would not take one.
0: My 90- I'm just
1: telling you, that yeah. sounds...
0: Terrible! and Terrible!
1: It's a terrible thing.
0: Okay, it, my ninety-seven-year-old grandmother would go ahead and balk at that, right? Right. Be like, "Who
1: are you calling old?"
0: Yeah, who are you calling old? Right? <laughs> okay.
1: My mother now, my mom's eighty-three, right? And and I said something about Meals on Wheels for them, and my mom said, "Oh, that's for old people."
0: Oh well, yeah,
1: yeah. And I was like, "Uh, okay,
0: all right." I had a similar conversation with my mom over Christmas where she was talking about walking to the grocery store. And I said, mom, okay, you know, you know, the, the town has, you know, meals on wheels. And she said, almost verbatim, but that's for old people who, you know, can't get around. I can get around, so I don't need that program. And I'm like, you know, mom, you could have it a little easier, just pointing that out, right?
1: Yeah, and what's great about that generation is, of course, they don't take, that unless they need to take that, yes, right? yeah, they, yeah. but they take it, I think, to a little bit of an extreme because yeah. once you're in your 80s, it's probably okay to take meals on wheels. Just yeah. saying. So um, back
0: to social security.
1: Right. The, the way this, and, and by the way, it's now called the Social Security Administration, SSA. It.
0: Yes. Okay. So basically the way the system is set up is that working Americans have their income taxed And part of that taxed income goes to Social Security. So if you're the government and you want to make sure that workers and employers are paying into the system, you need a way to go ahead and track both, right? Right.
1: So what they came up with. right? Because your employer can get in trouble
0: for not paying their,
1: for not pulling out for not remove, because, okay, wait, let me back up and say this with an actual sentence. (laughs) When I get paid from Virginia Commonwealth University, they are responsible for taking out the amount of tax that is owed to the government on that, on that paycheck before I get it.
0: That's right. Because
1: frankly, the federal government does not trust me (laughs) to write a check for the full amount at the end of the year. And they're probably not wrong to feel that way. Americans are not particularly good at savings. Our savings rates are very low compared to many other developed nations. Yes, but also it would be a really big check, relatively speaking. Like,
0: yeah, and you so they have...
1: spread out the pain over all of your paychecks yes. during the year, so that you're not writing one big check and and having to come up with that amount of money and saying. Well, everybody turn off the lights because we don't have any power this month because we have to write a check or whatever.
0: So Congress passes the Social Security Act in 1935, but then they go ahead and tell the (laughs) old age bureau to come up with a numbering system to go ahead and track contributions to the Social Security Fund.
1: Right, because you can't just do it by like one, two, three for, that's going to get out of hand quick.
0: Quick. so
1: (laughs) Mostly because lots of people are being born at the same time regularly, right? Like what do you do if two babies are born at exactly the same time in two hospitals in New York, what do you, how do you give, which number would you assign them? And the answer to that is to have a system of numbering rather than the infinite system of we will just start with George Washington gets number one, and then everybody else after that. And,
0: and, and, and,
1: and, and can you imagine writing your number when you're in the 300 millions? Yeah, right. So and
0: as the Bureau of Old Age Benefits, okay, and mind you, this was how unprepared the bureaucracy was for this new government program. <laughs> They only had two employees in the Bureau of the Age Benefits.
1: <laughs> We're going to need you to assign numbers to everybody.
0: Okay. What do you
1: mean by everybody? We mean everybody.
0: Everybody, right?
1: Oh, and all the employers. Yes. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> but it gets even better. because I quit. <laughs> okay. Because as long-time listeners of this podcast well know, even back then, nothing goes on in the US federal government without a court challenge, right? Oh, so okay. the constitutionality <laughs> of the Social Security Act was in doubt, okay, in the, the following year, 1936, in part because in January of 1936, the Supreme Court held that another key part of the Roosevelt New Deal the agricultural adjustment act was unconstitutional so
1: so we're going to need you to make a plan to do this but you may not implement it because we may, may not, not implement it it may okay. not pass can i ask was the objection to the social security act constitutionality the idea of an ongoing obligation
0: it wasn't so much about it being an ongoing uh, obligation it was whether or not the federal government had the constitutional authority to create such a system, because many businesses argued, this is another tax, how is this rooted into any constitutional authority that Congress might have? Now, eventually, the Supreme Court held in 1937, that the Social Security Act was constitutional, because, wait for it, it was, it could be traced to which congressional power, Nia?
1: I'm assuming the Commerce Clause. (laughs) Because everything, we've mentioned this before, every single thing in the universe comes back to the Commerce Clause. Why did we have a Big Bang? So that it would create the Commerce Clause. All the physicists who've been working on that all these years, I have the answer. Every mathematical equation, that you can't figure out. I like to joke in just my just write X equals the commerce clause.
0: I like to joke, uh, in my constitutional law class with my students if you're thinking about creating okay, uh, a brand new widget, okay, you need to go ahead and hire a lawyer to figure out if there are any federal government regulations and they're uh, on, on uh, manufacturing your brand new widget. And many of my students are like. But it's only a thought. And I said, yes, but Congress <laughs> can regulate your economic thoughts. Because if a whole bunch of us have those economic thoughts, it could have a huge impact on the nation's economy. And they're just like, oh, that sounds so big brother-esque. <laughs> and I'm like, potentially, yes. Okay. So Nia, as you pointed out, okay. Many members of Congress thought it would be easy to come up with a tracking system. Initially, the thought was your name and your address.
1: Uh, I love your example of why that won't work. (laughs) Please tell our listeners why that won't work.
0: Because think about, okay, people with common last names who might have similar first names, and they all live in a particular city
1: now in a city of 1200 people that's probably not there's probably a junior and a senior and maybe a third yes right there's probably not (laughs) but you know two or three or 400 people with the same name
0: what i came across to my research listeners was this example a 1937 publication it was a newspaper recounted quote A recent news account states that the Fred Smiths of New York City have so much trouble in being identified by their creditors, the courts, and even their friends that they've joined together in forming the Fred Smiths Incorporated to serve as a clearinghouse for their identification problems.
1: I love that, right? There's so many people named Fred Smith in New York City in 1937 that they have to form a group. To to say, no, no, that's no, not me, Fred Smith, that's him, Fred Smith. Can you imagine? I like that they mention the courts. Can you imagine being sued? Yes. And and somebody walks into your office and they say, John Ogambah, and you say yes, and they hand you a, a a you know, a subpoena or whatever, and you're like, yes. what's this about? And they say, it's about that, you know deer hunting episode you had in vermont and you're like i've never been to vermont and i've never (laughs) hunted deer there what are you talking about that's your that's the other john augenbaugh that did that from pennsylvania Pennsylvania, or whatever. whatever right like and now you have to you have to show the court you're not the fred smith yes that's the part person in in trouble here right like so that's a I love that because that is a, we don't think about it in places where, well, first of all, we don't think about it in the modern age because we have numbers, but also because um, we're spread out a little bit more in terms of cities. But if you came from a city where a whole bunch of the Smiths moved to and then settled, the chances are good you're going to have at least one cousin with the same name. Like, I don't know. I love that example. Okay. Okay. And I like that they made an incorporate. I like that they're like, we will fight fire with fire.
0: Uh, yes, the so Freds
1: I mean, will unite. And
0: one of the first proposals that the now Social Security Board considered was the combination of letters of the alphabet and numbers. Okay. Wait, yes. can I
1: ask a question? Why didn't they use fingerprints? Aren't well, they unique to a human?
0: They are unique, but this is where uh, privacy advocates push back, okay, because fingerprinting had been long associated for decades with what government function?
1: Oh, the cops.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: oh we'd like your fingerprints, please. Oh, so wait, are you how, calling me a criminal? So Not so yet.
0: So hard. <laughs> How are we going to convince Americans to voluntarily participate Uh, in this system if they associate fingerprinting with identifying people who may have committed a crime? So is the government assuming that you're a criminal? No. The government is assuming that you have a job, okay, but nevertheless, okay, they wanted people to support this,
1: right? Gotcha. All right. Okay. That makes sense. It just seemed like it's a unique identifier. And what's funny is we're now coming back to opening computers with fingerprint. Like, yes, it's funny how society has moved away from that. But at the time, I can see where you're saying that was only about 40 years old at that point. And you're right. It was totally a criminal thing. Okay.
0: one of the first proposals that the Social Security Board NIA considered was a combination of three uh, alphabetic characters and five numeric characters. But computer systems, which were only in their infancy in the 1930s, okay, could not handle the combination of letters and numbers. Okay. And
1: by computer systems, can I just say that Augie means tabulators?
0: Yes. Which is yes. a little
1: different than what yes. you get after, uh, if you've seen the imitation game, after Enigma, yes. which is more in line with what we think of as modern computing. But still, tabulators, I see. So they didn't want to spend the money to make companies make a new tabulation Station. system. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. So then the board considered three proposals, a nine-digit number, an eight-digit number, and a seven-character version, okay? And eventually the board approved the nine-digit option, okay? Um, But the nine-digit option is (laughs) somewhat complex.
1: Can I just say that what's interesting to me about the nine-digit number is that is that um, it's not three numbers dash three numbers dash three numbers.
0: That's correct.
1: It's way more complicated than that, or it's way more uh, specific, not complicated, specific yeah, than that.
0: Yeah, it's more nuanced. It's right three digits dash two digits dash four digits right
1: okay oh and just as a side note for listeners who are not 900 years old like me and Auggie, the first time that we went to college yes you gave your social security number to every single human on campus practically the admissions office the the res, um, registration office the dining hall everybody was like financial aid Financial aid. What's your yes. social security? You memorized it. Like he yes. and I could rattle it off. In fact, I'm struggling not to rattle it off right now. Yes. Um, Don't. Because, right. Because Don't. that's all I need. Here's my here's another part of my identity. But, for
0: you to but it wasn't just college. OK.
1: Oh, everything. Like the military used to list people by their social security number. That's before military had IDs. We just had to go through and destroy documents, federal documents, that had Navy officers with their social security number listed. Yes. I'm sorry, you were going to say.
0: Well, I mean, it was banks. Right. um, You know, automobile companies where you might have taken out a loan to buy a car. All (laughs) right. I'm going to need your social security number. Okay. I mean, I even remember my first library card was based off of my (laughs) social security number, right? Right. So there I am at 10 years old, and my mom was just like, okay, uh, kids, you need to memorize your social security number. And we're like, (laughs) well, first of all, what the hell is a social security number? And second, why do we have to memorize this? Because she was just like, everybody's going to ask you for it. And again, nobody was just like, oh, you should keep that private. OK,
1: there you were. OK, you know, there was your it, number and you would say it out loud, loud in, front of, in public in front of big lines behind you. When you got up to registration in college, you were like, ba, 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 right. And and they would just write it down. And so could anybody standing in line behind you, except yes. that we didn't we didn't think of it in those terms. Now, as a side note. um. Social security numbers, you couldn't get a bank account without one. There were certain things you could not do without a social security number, which is why it is so important for people to legally migrate to this country. Because when they they do not take the legal means to do that, um, for whatever reasons, and we're not here to judge, It really is a handicap for them. It's a handicap for them to be able to work in the regular world. And what what it means is that they end up working in a world where their employer may or may not pay their taxes, may or may not do all those, like, and they can be taken, really taken advantage of because what's, if your employer underpays you and you say, hey, I I deserve my full pay, they're going to say, really? You should tell that to ICE. Augie's favorite department.
0: Oh yes, immigration and customs enforcement. Right, but so you ready to go ahead and talk about how the numbers break down?
1: I am. I am, but I have a question.
0: Okay, you got a question.
1: Are we going to run out?
0: Uh, probably not. Okay. In in the okay. Region okay it, it, is it is
1: the reason because of the Byzantine way in which they are assigned <laughs> okay
0: this is one of those times where the complexity okay will actually work to the advantage of the system, okay
1: okay that's unusual
0: yes, so
1: <laughs>
0: nice slide <laughs> okay, so the social security number is nine digits, and as we previously mentioned um there's three digits, a dash, two digits, a dash, and then there are four digits. The first three digits are known as the area number. The area number is assigned by geographical region, okay? And the social security uh, board has basically broken up the United States into 12 regional centers to service all of the workers in those areas. And Nia, what region do the numbers, the area numbers start with? What geographical region?
1: Uh, it's either <laughs> New York or Washington, D.C.
0: <laughs> Very good. Okay. They, it basically starts in ascending order from the northeast and then moving to the, uh, to, uh, to the west. Okay. Okay. All right. So, in 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 the area numbers, okay. Um, and, and and there are all kinds of rules about these, right? So, for instance, area numbers starting with seven hundred to seven twenty eight were assigned to railroad workers until nineteen sixty three.
1: That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but it's we. Well, I mean, I. I don't know why. Why railroad? Oh, oh okay. federal government. We shall never truly understand you.
0: And and when you talk about territories of the United States, right? So five. Oh eight,
1: yeah, they have to have numbers.
0: Yes, five eight six was divided among American Samoa, Guam, the Philippines, right?
1: <laughs> five, okay. Six,
0: 580, assigned to Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, right? (laughs) 577 to 579 was assigned to the District of Columbia, right? (laughs) By the way, if your state or region exhausts your numbers, then other people who were born there and applied for their Social Security number might have a different area sequence. So for instance, (laughs) Mississippi and Florida, okay, were initially assigned area numbers closer to zero, but they ran out. So the sequence of 587 through 588, and then 589 through 595, were assigned to Mississippi and Florida respectively after those states ran out of their potential numbers. I'm I'm not making this up.
1: Uh, That's crazy to me, like that a state, but I guess, I mean, numbers are finite if you have chosen nine digits, right? Eventually you will hit the end. And then I guess, so I guess my question was, Not totally outlandish, you can't hit the end of your numbers, but then they'll just go find some more numbers to give you. Yes, like if Florida goes bonkers and has another huge birth boom or whatever, they'll go find more numbers to give them. That's right, okay,
0: okay. So those are the area numbers, okay, and again, that's based on geographical region, you know. Uh, where you applied for your Social Security card?
1: Are there any unused numbers? Um, uh, I good good question. Ah, yes.
0: Not in the eight hundreds or nine hundreds, and none with the zero <gasps> zero
1: zero. I want zero zero zero. Would that be awesome? Zero 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 zero. Zero one. That'd be way, a great number, but yeah, it also would be. So, you know what? You could auction that number. If the government ever got into financial trouble, <laughs> they could auction cool numbers. Well, speaking of cool and numbers, there are rich dudes who would pay zillions yeah. to have a social security number that was all zeros and one one.
0: Well, in speaking of really cool numbers, for those of you uh for those of you who are listening listening who are into numerology, um, <clears throat> there are no area numbers starting with six six six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Can I just say, okay, can we have a little aside about numbers and their craziness? Yes. Um, I love that there are no assigned numbers six, six 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 that but I want one now just because. Um, So I was in a hotel recently. I stayed in a hotel recently and there was a 12th floor and a 14th floor.
0: And no 13.
1: And no 13th floor. And I'm like, you know that mathematically 14 is 13 and 15 is 14 and so on and so forth. Because it's not like you can build a building and not have a 13th floor if you go over that. If you want to not have a 13th floor, you can only have a 12-story building, right? But And boy, that is a thing that I I mentioned it downstairs. And and the lady was like, oh, yeah, none of our hotels have 13th floors. But she didn't have a reason other than, you know, people are weird and they don't want to stay on the 13th floor. It's
0: bad luck. Yes.
1: Okay. But when you're staying on the 14th floor, you are on the 13th floor. (laughs) anyway so if your social security number was 666 you would not be the devil it would just be funny (laughs) anyway wouldn't it be great if it was if you could get a social security number that was all the way through like (laughs) 222222222 somebody's got that number
0: theoretically they can't is no prohibition against that right yeah okay so we covered the first three digits The second two are known as the group number. These are the fourth and fifth digits. Okay. And initially, the group number was assigned based on issuing numbers in groups of 10,000 to post offices. Okay. Because that's where many Americans initially went to get their social security cards.
1: Yeah. It's where I went.
0: Yeah. They went to the post office, right? And And
1: frankly, that's because, and we've discussed this briefly, but we will mention it here again, the post office exists in your town, even if no other government entity exists in your town. Like, it doesn't matter where your town is, if more than four people live there, there's a post office, or there's a post office relatively close, because the post office is ubiquitous. It is like oxygen. It's everywhere. And and
0: and Listeners. Uh, And there's an
1: enormous uh, amount of trust in it.
0: uh, Listeners, go to uh, our early seasons. I think it was either one or two. And we did an entire uh, episode about post offices. Okay. Um, And, you know, and uh, 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 members of Congress, okay, will expend. (laughs) Enormous effort. Yes. Political capital.
1: To in name Egypt. a
0: post office, <laughs> to name a post office, to get a post office, <laughs> okay, and to yes, make sure will. that a post office doesn't get closed down, even if a particular post office is not making any money.
1: Oh right, they so will now. throw themselves in front of that post office and say, "Okay, you and, can't, you can't remove this." Yeah, and
0: and and I know we're in the twenty first century, and I know many Americans no longer go to post offices. But me and I can attest because we grew up in small rural towns, post offices, even today, are centers, are, are community centers. Right. Okay? Um but right.
1: and they're more trusted than the police, yeah. <laughs> than the than the mayor, than the are like if you had to town go do council, all of those right, if you had to go board, do all that at the city hall, people would be less inclined. But the post office, that's somebody you know, that's somebody you trust. Yeah. yeah yes. Okay, so so okay. they okay um
0: so the four so they gave
1: them to the post office to give out like
0: in groups this, of groups of ten thousand. Okay. okay. Yep. And again,
1: so some towns have not even been through their initial 10,000.
0: That is correct.
1: They are so small.
0: Yes. There are villages in Alaska where they would have. They got,
1: have, they got leftover numbers laying around. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> they they would have to have a population boom of, of epic, okay, <laughs> biblical proportions. <laughs> right. Okay. And they would still have numbers left over. <laughs> right. Okay. And then
1: there are some that run through ten thousand, just like that, in a week, right? Yes. That's that's well, not a week, but you know, like but, but I mean a hey, month.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, think about for instance
1: a, a borough in New York.
0: Yeah, okay, or you know, a, a community in California, right? Okay, or you know, hey, think about in the nineteen seventies and eighties, um, the Florida's population boom, okay, because so many uh, retirees. OK, you know, moved. Right. Right. And then their kids followed. Right. I mean, that's one and, of the things about the
1: grandkids. That's where the grandkids.
0: You know, the right. migration was it wasn't just the old folks, excuse me, elderly folks who were moving. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and I say this because I'm increasingly into the old folks category. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Okay.
1: Me too. laughs> right. Hey, when did that happen? Um, But, yeah, when grandkids follow and they get born, I mean, when when children follow and their kids get born there, then, okay, so.
0: Then the last four digits are known as the serial number, okay? And the serial number is typically a straight numerical series of numbers, okay? By the way, serial number 0000 has never been assigned, okay? And it will more than likely never be assigned, Yes.
1: Oh, I'm gonna have that when I'm president. They're changing my social security number. <laughs> okay. That's a ditch I'm gonna die in. Except it's it's totally not true. There's no reason for you to fight. And at this point, I don't think I could memorize another number. I also wanted to note for the record, um, for our younger listeners, there used to be a time when people memorized numbers of all yes. kinds, yeah. like telephone numbers. Yes. Right. I can rattle off my mother's telephone number, my bestie's telephone number, right? Because We were told to do that. And now, or, you know, and because back in the day, if you got lost, somebody would call your family and have them come get you. Yes. Now people have their phone have phone numbers in their phones. Yes. And they just click on the person and then dial.
0: And when they lose their phone?
1: They're lost. They're like, (laughs) I don't know where I am in the world. I can't even find myself, let alone finding help or getting it. Yeah. If if your phone falls into a lake, you're done. That's it. You can't communicate with any other person alive for weeks until you figure that out. How about this,
0: Nia? We were taught to memorize addresses, right? Yes. So
1: So the police could take you home if you got lost.
0: So Mackenzie and I were doing Christmas cards right? Okay. Not a lot because, you know, I'm not generally a, a card person as Nia knows. Okay. I love receiving them. I'm terrible at sending them out. But we were doing a handful of Christmas cards. And I knew by memory, all the addresses. And Mackenzie was just blown away. She was like, Daddy, aren't you going to look that look that up on the internet? And I'm like, no, I I I I know your grandmother's address I was born there. (laughs) Right. She was just like, she goes, she goes, I sometimes can't remember our address, daddy. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're 10 years old. But nevertheless, we memorize numbers.
1: Right. And they don't do that anymore.
0: No. So
1: I have witnessed people actually have to pull out their social security card. And see, I was told to memorize the number and not carry the card with me. Yes. Leave the card someplace safe, right? yep I guess in case I'm ever yeah I, I don't know ever have to go to court or whatever, but anyway, there's two sides to this coin, right because there's the there's the worker who who gets tracked, but there's mm-hmm. also businesses that get tracked
0: and they get tracked by the IRS and what we're talking about listeners is-
1: because we can't have those centralized. Where one group of people would would organize all the numbers? No, 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 no,
0: right. And by the way, and I'm going to go ahead and briefly mention this. Okay, remember during the pandemic, Nia, when a whole bunch of senior citizens, okay, did not get their COVID uh, uh, nineteen tax refunds because the IRS and the Social Security Administration. their computer
1: systems couldn't talk to each other. Couldn't talk to each and other. Just as a side note for our young listeners who may not know this, if you are below a certain financial threshold, you don't have to fill in a tax form. That's right. And Many of our seniors fall into that category. category. They are no longer earning at a level where they have to fill out a tax form. So they don't. Yes. So but but the covid refund was based on your previous year's tax return. <laughs> Which, if you had not done one because you were a senior, that's right, like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, we can't get that to you. We don't know what to do. I mean, sometimes numbers trip us up that that's and and sometimes the fact that we have decentralized numbers can be a little complicated, although all social security numbers now come out of Maryland, right? they're not
0: yes, yeah they're
1: it's no longer. Regionally, whatever,
0: yeah, we've we've centralized that, okay? But what Nia's talking about here is if you're an employer, okay, let's just say, for instance, Nia, you know, uh, later today, you decide uh, you're gonna create a business on uh, you know, a bird feeding business because I know you like <laughs> to go ahead and watch, okay, your birds, okay, come to the various bird feeders, right? And you come up with a new bird feeder okay, that protects the bird, uh, the bird feeder from squirrels, but (laughs) I would make zillions, right, okay, but it's also very attractive to all kinds of birds, right, and you want to create a business, right, the IRS is going to want to track, okay, how much money you spent on starting the business, but how much money you make, and what I'm talking about is the E-I-N, the employer identification number. Because at some point in time, Nia, as your business explodes, you're going to want to hire some workers, right? Right. We well, do... if I had
1: something that was squirrel proof, oh yes, I would need.
0: Yes, right. Because
1: everybody would want one.
0: Yeah, because any of the listeners, if you've ever had <laughs> bird feeders, okay. The bane of your existence, existence is
1: squirrels. Or are
0: squirrels, okay. <laughs> who will <laughs> climb down trees, climb down roofs, because they want to get at the leap bird.
1: through the air they <laughs> yes. will they will knock yeah. down a passing child to climb up and get yeah okay. their squirrels are yeah
0: okay so so,
1: so I want to hire people so if I' if I never hire a person, if I just have a very tiny business, let's say that instead I wanted to go on Etsy and I wanted to make them one at a time, would I still have to have an EIN or is that a? Uh, only
0: no when no, no. You, you have nope, employees. You would, nope, you would need one, okay? Okay. Because
1: I'm an employee.
0: Yes, because you are the employee of the business you are created. So the federal government wants to make sure that you are taxing, okay, yourself appropriately. Okay. <laughs> so let's just say, for instance, you're a consultant, and I sometimes run into this, right? Okay. I might get hired to do a consulting gig. Okay. The federal government wants me to either use my social security number, the IRS does, or to create my own separate EIN so they can go ahead and make sure that the appropriate taxes are being taken out of my consulting check. Right.
1: And for those of you who are wondering when people complain about the IRS, and that tends to be um, fiscal conservatives, uh, whether they are Republican or Democrat, one of the things that they are, that they get irritated by is this micromanage, their perception that it is micromanagement of people's businesses, slash, um, that it is that in some instances with some businesses it would cost more to do this to maintain a system where you where you do all of this than it would be to just pay whatever it is that's owed right like yeah because the fundamental is now you have to have an accountant who keeps up with this yes who keeps all the columns in order and if you pay that accountant more than it then you pay more than you would owe in your employees taxes then now you're losing money on having to fill out all of this paperwork. So when people say the IRS is bloated November, it's this kind of thing that they're talking, it's this nuanced sort of stuff they're talking about, not. Yeah, and like, it, 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 and I and I understand their point, but at right. the same time, I mean, I disagree with them, but I understand yeah. where they're coming from. Yeah,
0: I understand where they're coming from. I mean, because for many small businesses, okay. Their biggest expense for many small businesses is, is staying
1: in line with the IRS. <laughs>
0: yeah, is, is, is what they pay their account, right? right. Um, and And again, the argument, the argument goes even further, Nia, which is many great ideas held by individuals. Get squashed when they have to go ahead and deal with all of the paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, back to the example of you creating this bird feeder that protects bird feed from squirrels, okay? You might become an expert on feeding birds. What you're not an expert in is tax accounting, right? Right. Okay, and you're you might be disincentivized to okay um uh, develop your great idea that would be appreciated by bird lovers across the world,
1: <laughs> okay, seriously <laughs> okay.
0: because okay, you're like, I spend more time interacting with my tax accountant, okay than, than if- I do. You know, manufacturing. Fine
1: tuning my brilliant, fabulous bird feeder.
0: Now the EIN, okay, is also a nine digit number. But
1: yeah, because that's not confusing.
0: But it is broken up this way. Two digits dash seven digits. (laughs) Okay,
1: so it's expressed differently, which theoretically helps you know the difference between. Yes, the two nine digit that numbers that you're looking at, which is why they make you put in the dashes, I assume.
0: Yes. Okay. Because
1: otherwise that could get really confusing really quickly.
0: Yeah, because think about it, Nia. What other nine digit number okay exists?
1: Telephone no. numbers. Wait, are they nine I mean, digit?
0: Telephone or ten. No, yeah. Okay. But again, again, the dashes, okay, are essential. Okay. If you're trying to go ahead and remember numbers. Right. Okay. Right,
1: Because humans very rarely rattle off 10 numbers without pause. Yes. Almost always when you are telling somebody a phone number, right? 804-828-8565, which by the way, is my office phone number, if you want to call my office phone, um, you, you hear the natural rhythm of that breakup yes. because humans don't do a really good job at just Rattling off giant numbers, except those polymaths among us who can do that with like pi, right? Where they're yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, say yeah. what's pi to the twentieth, and they go blah 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 blah, and you just whoa, because that's not uh, well, that's not mean, the way norm humans normally memorize numbers.
0: And think about uh, thank goodness
1: zip codes are only five. Which I think we're going to get to in our next episode, right? Or zip codes?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: They're only five, which is great, because if they were any longer than that, I don't know if I'd, I'd just be lost and wouldn't be able to send myself mail.
0: Because zip codes. Um, but they're
1: actually nine, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, and that was controversial. But we will get to zip codes in our next episode, right? Uh, because again, that's another way for the government to track you. Um, the all-powerful, ubiquitous post office. Right. I mean, come on. Right. To me, what was fascinating was the EIN was not created until 1974.
1: Right. But we didn't have businesses before that, Augie. (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking. But the first time
0: (laughs) the first time it was put into the tax code was 1954. But the IRS drug its feet. Okay. Which was fascinating to me. I mean, you want to talk about the power of the bureaucracy.
1: Well, and the powers of politics, right? I'm yes. sure it was controversial as all heck and get out. Yes. To try to make businesses to try to force businesses to comply.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Which is what you're doing here. You're yes. forcing businesses to comply with tax law. And I'm sure there was a lot of resistance.
0: Yes. But um, I, I find as it fascinating. long as people could it was it was passed first in a republican presidential administration eisenhower and it doesn't become um uh, operable until 1974 during another republican presidential administration gerald ford <laughs> two moderate republicans <laughs> okay
1: uh, that's funny because really you'd think that republicans would have avoided any sort of yes Anything that made it easier for the IRS to tax
0: yes. uh, corporations in in in, in, in monitor and again monitor small businesses. I mean, corporations basically understand that they're going to have to go ahead and deal with a whole bunch of tax agencies at the federal, state, and local level. Where tax hence is-
1: why they have multiple tax attorneys, multiple accountants.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they I mean, they have firms on retainer. Right. But small businesses. Okay. Okay. Again, you want to talk about, you know, a a potential uh, disincentive. Okay. Um, uh, For a small business. Okay. Force them them to go ahead and deal.
1: Right. I have four employees, but I have to pay a fifth employee, which is my accountant to keep me out of tax prison. And by the way, people do go to prison for not paying taxes or not paying their taxes properly. Probably not the people we would like to see do that, because some of those are, you know, big corporate people that we would like. I would love if Jamie Dimon went to prison, but that's never going to happen, right? But but when you're talking about these smaller institutions, what a lot of times what happens too, and, and just as a side note before we go is if you get in trouble with the IRS, most often the IRS will actually, if you are reasonable, they will be reasonable. They will talk to you and work out some sort of payment plan or something, right? The running from the IRS is a terrible idea because they never get tired and they will eventually find you wherever it is that you are on the planet. Ask, what is his name, Mr. uh, the, The Crypto Guy? who was oh. like, I'll be safe in the Bahamas. It <laughs> turns out, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you're not, dude. <laughs> so, uh, bank, Bankman Freed, is that his name? Bankman Freed, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but, so if you're reasonable and you talk to them, but it can still drive your business out of business. Yes. Because if they hit you with enough fines or you've taxed enough where you just can't make enough money to get out from under it, then you might have to declare bankruptcy. And that's just sad. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's interesting that both of those numbers are nine numbers and they're just broken up by dashes differently.
0: Yeah. And, and that's
1: not a computing nightmare.
0: And, and again, you know, and I and I first experienced this once I got my Ph.D. and I started doing consulting. Right. I would get these uh, tax forms and they would ask for my E.I.N., and I still remember having to slog through the associated paperwork to understand that the EIN was not my Social Security number. Right. Because I had been so conditioned just to go ahead and give the IRS my even my Social Security number. Because when you fill out your uh, yearly tax return, they ask for your Social Security, security number. number, right? So That's how that's, they figure
1: out who you are.
0: So that's what I thought it was. And then there was this big bold print on the tax form that I had to fill out as a consultant that said, "This is not your Social Security,
1: was like, comma, Augie, period." <laughs> Whoa! They hey, were talking dummy! Just to me.
0: <laughs> hey, dummy! This is a different nine-digit number, and again, I was just like, "Ah!" Yeah. And if
1: you're wondering where that number is. The EIN is on your W-2 if you work for anyone other than yourself.
0: That's right. Yep. On your
1: W-2 at the bottom of the, or sorry, to the left of the form pretty early on. Like it's, I don't know, yes. fourth or fifth box Yes. that, that gives your EIN. Yep. Um, and that's one of the things that you have to list on your tax form because yes. they're not just checking you to make sure you're doing right. They're also checking your employer Yes. to make sure that they're doing the right thing.
0: And and if your employer's not taking out the right taxes and, and 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 this is at all levels, okay, then the employer can get into trouble. Okay? But the
1: employee can't can say, I didn't have anything to do with that.
0: Because it is the employer's responsibility. Right. right. And that was part of the initial pushback politically when the social security system was set up, was that the government was like, Well, we're not going to force employees to make sure that they make the right contribution to the social security system we're going to force employers and employers are just like hey what
1: we do <laughs> <laughs> right okay <laughs> but but it makes sense because they um
0: it is centralized right it, centralized. by a
1: bunch of employees centralized rather than each yes. of those individuals having to get the numbers right yes yeah um, before we go, can I just say that I really wish that the IRS would just present me with a form and say, Does everything look right? If it looks right, sign it and we're good.
0: Yeah. I, I, Instead I, I, of
1: I, me having to do it on my side, since they know how much I made, not only from me, but from my employer, they could I just mean, send me a form that says, Check here if everything's right and sign your name to it.
0: Nia, it's like you're channeling a conversation I have every year with my tax person at a, a <laughs> block, who I think at this point uh, doesn't even bother rolling her eyes at me. Yeah. She just waits for the rant
1: <laughs>
0: finishes, and says, okay, Augie, this is what you're going to get back. Okay. I mean, it, it's like a scripted conversation because I'm just like, they know how much money I make. Okay? Right.
1: Why are they putting me through this? Yep. <laughs> Anyways, well, neither. Thank so, you, Augie. This is listening. great.
0: Yeah, listeners, uh, uh, a follow-up episode is we're just going to focus on zip codes, which, again, is wholly fascinating,
1: right? Right. Yeah. If you thought this was interesting, wait till you get to zip codes. codes. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Thank you, Augie.
0: Thank you, Nia.